For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. And welcome to Wrestling with Problems. I'm your host, King David Lane. That's King David Lane, just about every social media platform. So give me a like, follow, purpose, and I'll probably give you in return. Also, like King David Comedy, that's coming with a K on most major social media platforms as well. I'm here to talk wrestling and problems. This will be a brief show. I do want to talk some money in the bank. Uh, I will also talk a major problem I had this week. So you get your wrestling talk, you get your problem talk, and I have a major announcement. It will be a sad announcement or a happy announcement, depending on where you fall on the scale. But uh, I'll get to that uh, last but not least. Anyway, let's start off with the wrestling talk. We'll get to money in the bank. Uh, money in the bank 2021. Very, very very good. In fact, I would call it a great pay-per-view. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think having the live crowd back made it very, very uh, intense. This is only the second uh, WWE show with a relatively packed house since, you know, if you include WrestleMania. Uh, it was an enjoyable show. Uh, good storylines. Uh, good, uh, good matches. Uh, this is the easiest I've been able to watch a WWE pay-per-view in quite some time. Um, so let's, let's just go ahead, uh, get into it. Uh, first of all, uh, I guess we'll just, I guess we can just sort of go out uh, match by match and then we'll, and then we'll get into a little bit of the, uh, logistics of it. Uh, we'll start off with the kickoff show. I'm going to be honest, I did not watch the kickoff show. I I sort of forgot about it. <laughs> I did have time this time. I just sort of forget because I am recording the daily to do some issues I had this weekend. I'm a little bit tired yesterday. But anyway, uh, I did like the highlights, though. The Usos defeated Rey Mysterio Jr. and uh, Dominic Mysterio. I'm sorry, Rey Mysterio. While I'm still in WCW in 1996, I called him Rey Mysterio Jr. Now he's been Rey Mysterio for... A long time since they did they defeated him by pinball. So they ended up winning the uh SmackDown Tag Team Championships with a really nice uh promo during the show later on. It was very interesting, but we'll get to that. Uh a little bit later on we discuss uh some of the other uh aspects of the show. Uh, there was a uh major match that was scheduled for the show that was canceled. There was supposed to be a uh Bianca Bella versus Bailey. I was supposed to rematch the Hell in a Cell match. Uh, Bailey had an injury that will keep her up for up to nine months. So they ended up replacing that match on SmackDown with Carmella. Uh, so obviously that did not happen on this show, but 
think I'd, I'd go ahead and discuss that just so people weren't aware. Uh, you, this car did not feel like stripped down, even though it did like a, a major match that was, you know, had a lot of hype going into it. Uh, there was still a lot of great things on this car. It, it, it didn't feel like that, you know, I was shorted or cheated by watching this car. Uh, we got uh, the women's Money in the Bank letter match for a contract. This was a great match. This was a great way to kick the show off. We got Nikki uh, A-S-H, or Nikki Ash, depending on how you want to pronounce it, but Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Tamina, Zelina Vega. I kind of felt like Alexa Bliss was the uh, favorite for this. Uh, they hinted at her doing some interesting stuff with the, uh, the contract, but it didn't occur. So I was a little bit disappointed by that. I still hope to see, you know, you know, maybe they'll do that next year if they're still doing the same thing with her, but I think that would have been a much better, much better way to go with the overall match. But the final result I get, I was not necessarily disappointed in. They, they probably could have went other direction or I would have been, but I was not. Uh, Nikki won with her, uh, almost superhero gimmick. So, you know, I think the crowd has really gotten behind her. Uh, this is one of those things that could have been really stupid and it could have worked very, very, very poorly, but it's managed to work very, very well. Uh, when, when the uh, internet wrestling community or when fans or when critics criticize certain things that WWE does is stupid, a lot of it has to do with the execution of any given gimmick or angle. ECW Zombie was stupid because it was poorly designed and it didn't work. The zombies for the Batista movie didn't work because they had no place in wrestling. It didn't make sense according, even, even according to the sketchy logic of the wrestling world. It didn't make sense. There was no fit for it. If you have something that's a little bit weird or something can even be kind of stupid, if you have the right writing behind it, the right producing, the right booking, the right talent executing it, it works. Like, uh, the super gimmick gimmick, superhero gimmick has worked for Nikki, it's worked for Hurricane Helms, it works for, it worked for Molly Holly, it worked for, uh, uh, uh I can't, I'm drawing a blank, I, I think it was Jamal, I'm drawing a blank on, uh, Hurricane Helms' other assistant, but I believe it was, I believe it was Jamal, it was one of the, uh, member of the, the family that runs SmackDown at the moment, uh, but yeah, like I said, when executed right, it can work. So, so far they've done good th- things with it. Uh, she seems to be enjoying it. She seems to be having fun. That energy radiates off her. Uh, the fans are behind her, so it's working. So I don't have any. I, don't, I didn't have any problem with uh, her winning. It, it could. It definitely could have went in a different direction if I was really wanted Alexa Bliss. But no, they they, they picked a suitable. Uh, alternative to what I thought the favorite was, and I don't have any problem with that. But it was overall, as you expect, any money in the bank letter match is going to be a great match with a talent they own the roster now. They had a bunch of talented women in this match, and it showed very, very well. Uh, and they did a great round with it. And in fact, they probably could have made this match longer. This was only the one, two, three, fourth longest match on the card. It very well could probably should have been, you know, second or third longest match on the card. So, anyway, a great match, really enjoyable, great way to kick off the show. We had uh, AJ Styles and Omos, the Shams defeated the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar by pinfall. I'm going to be honest, this kind of felt thrown together. <laughs> the Viking Raiders, it seemed like they'd barely been in the picture at all. I literally had forgot they were on the roster until I saw they were in this match. <laughs> 
But uh, the and the weird thing is the the stuff they used to promote this match was the stuff that was the stuff that they uh, used for their feud with the uh, with the Street Profits. So that really didn't make a hell of a lot of sense to me. So, but uh, overall, you saw a lot of athletic stuff, a lot of you know big strong guys doing athletic stuff. Almost seems to be you know progressing really well in his wrestling because usually when you see a guy that's seven foot, you kind of expect him to be terrible. <laughs> Uh, he showed some limited stuff his first time in the ring, but he didn't quit embarrass himself. Uh, but he looked a bit stiff. He seems to be, you know, getting confidence and getting traction in his abilities. So, uh, he's growing. So it's, he's never looked completely terrible as some of the previous steps that looked, but I didn't know if he had like, uh, if he just had a tight ceiling on him and they just protected him well, but he, he did a good job, uh, in the moments, even just being, you know, that, that, that big, strong, giant guy, he's done a great job with that. So, uh, hopefully he will continue to make progress and he will be one of those guys. Cause, you know, you have some guys, they just sort of, they get adequate. They just never develop. And you got some guys who just want to keep working, keep working, working. And even though they're a big guy, you don't think they'll be a talent worker. They become a talent worker. So I'm hoping he's one of those guys. So shout out to him. Overall, great match and great work by uh, both teams. Obviously, AJ Styles, you know, he's going to do a good job. So I don't have to, you know, really single him out in any way. You expect, you, you know what to, to expect when you get AJ Styles. You expect him to do a good job, and he did that. So that was another good match. So uh, having not seen the pickoff show, you know, just watching the first two matches, I'm like, okay, this this, this pay per view is off to a really good start. They just need if they can just, you know, maintain this level of interesting listen this level of uh great matches and wrestling and storyline and stuff and they'll do a good job. So next we had Bobby Lashley the champion who he defeated Kobe Kingston by technical submission. Uh man, Kobe Kingston just got his ass uh, beat. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. He, he he put up a much better fight than he did against Brock Lesnar, but Seven-minute match, uh, I mean, that's better than, I guess, losing in, like, you know, 20, 30 seconds, but still. Uh, it, but you obviously, I did not expect Kobe Houston to win, considering that uh, Xavier Woods did beat Bobby Lashley uh, on Raw. I didn't expect Kobe Houston to take the belt from him. That's just kind of the way it works. Usually, uh, there was a tag team match or something, and then, you know, they let Kobe Houston, they would have traditionally get, let Kobe Houston get the win. Which means obviously he wasn't going to get the win in the rematch because that's the way they do it. If you lose one week, you're going to win the next week. So that's how that works. So, uh, so they since they did, did that a little bit by proxy this time, uh, I was not you know expecting Kobe Houston to win. I wasn't expecting Kobe Houston to win even without that though. I, I kind of feel like this is Bobby Lashley's time. They, they're kind of happy with a big strong guy, and they're going to at least want to get him in front of the crowds and see how he works in front of the crowds since it, it took so long to give him the WWE title. I don't think they're in any rush to take it away from him. And of course, MVP has been doing great work, uh, uh, on the mic. And, uh, they, they handed a little bit of a problem with last thing MVP, but they corrected it very, very quickly. It's like, no, 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 I appreciate what you do for me, but you know, we got to get rid of these girls and all this other stuff. We got to be back to business. We got to be, get back to kicking ass. So I think that was a nice, you know, a nice way of sort of hitting just a little bit, but getting them back on track. Uh, Next, we had a singles match, WWE Raw Women's Championship match. Uh, Charlotte Flair defeated Rhea Ripley by submission. I was actually a little bit surprised by this. Not completely, but a little bit. Uh, but it was a great match. 
Charlotte Flair is always amazing. Ripley's great job as always. Uh, not, there's not much I have to say about these two that I've said already. They, they just put in a great match. This is the third longest match on the card, and it, and it, you know, by every right could very well warrant that position. Either that or the uh, other women's uh, women's letter match. Either one could have, you know, been, you know, the uh, second largest match on the card. So. Next, we had a Money in the Bank letter match for a championship match contract for the men. We had Big E, Drew McIntyre, John Morrison, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, Ricochet, Riddle, and Seth Rollins. I was actually kind of surprised that Big E pulled it off. Not, com- not completely, but a little bit. I thought maybe they might go ahead and give it to Drew. Uh, and traditionally, they, I know they do also sometimes like to give these matches to heels. So, you know, John Morrison actually would have been an interesting choice. Although I don't think he, he, if he would have won, I don't think he would have cashed it in. I don't think they want to give him the big titles. Uh, but overall, like I said, this is, this is everything you expect from Letterman. Of course, you know, there's usually a guy that's not a, probably what you call a, a, a true legit contender to win the match, but he puts, he's still in the show. That was Ricochet. There are some beautiful shots of Ricochet. If you have not seen them on, on Twitter or online, just circle, do a little search for Ricochet and uh, Money in the Bank, and you just see he's just getting amazing air. <laughs> you know, very rarely do you, you know, people like to say things like death-defying. Uh, that truly was a death-defying loop that he took. So uh, I still hope that he can uh, be put in a world title picture, but if nothing else, you know, like I said, put him in a cruiserweight division, like I said, because – if they are looking to add more star power to that division, he, he would be a perfect guy to have that. He, he is the guy that they could give, give that belt to and just let him dominate it for like a year or two, and I would love to see that. So. If, if they're not going to, you know, push him on, on the, uh, quote, main roster. And I put main roster in air quotes, so. Last but not least, you have the main event, which is a single match for WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman defeated Edge by pinfall. Uh, I'm of two minds of this match. Uh, overall, it was a good match. I did feel like it ran a little bit long, particularly since it was it ran almost twice as long as any other match on the card. Uh, the beginning of the match was very good. The end of the match was very, very good. Even though it was a little bit, I felt overbooked with the uh, five-minute Time roughly yet five minutes when the referee was down and no new ref came out, so that was a little bit long and overbooked. It felt like uh, there was a bit of a dead period. I think it was maybe, I think it was maybe ten minutes into the match where you had a lot of rest, but it wasn't overall a bad match. It just like I said, those, those were my minor criticisms of the match. I, I think this would be a better match if they just would cut it down about. Uh, 20 to 25 minutes instead of letting it be 33 minutes, particularly when you have a guy that's like damn near 50 and had been out of the ring most of, most of the last decade or so almost. Uh, but, you know, it's not like he – I'm not going to – I'm not – by the way, I'm not saying that he edged look gassed in the match. I'm just saying he did do a little bit of a rest part, so I don't know if that was just to save him for later or what. So it's not like I saw any point in the match where he just looked tired or anything. That, that's not what I'm saying, so. But it might, like I said, it might have been a good move to make just if you were, if you were concerned about that rather than make it 33 minutes with a long stretch of rest in there. Why not just make it a 20 to 25 minute match? That would be much better. It still would be the longest match on the card. But anyway, I don't get paid to make those decisions. But overall, like I said, this is, like I said, this is a, uh, 
this is a very, very uh, good card. I'm going to, I'm going to give this card an A minus. And of course, I've, I, I didn't even mention the, the, the nice promo they had with, uh, now that the Usos are the SmackDown tag champs and, uh, Roman Reigns is Universal champ. At first, I was actually confused when Roman Reigns said, give me what I want. I, I didn't know what he wanted, but he was like, I acknowledge you, and both of, uh, both of the Usos acknowledged him. And, oh, yeah, that was a nice little slight shade that uh, that he was showing to Jimmy about, and you. <laughs> and the fans were in on the joke. Anybody that was paying attention is in on the joke. Anybody wasn't paying attention or is not in on the joke didn't really get that. But, you know, yeah, you got a DUI, dude. <laughs> But they didn't, they didn't, they didn't reference it directly, but anybody who's paying attention knew exactly what they were talking about. So I was actually, I was actually surprised that they won the belts and got the belts after getting so close to the DUI. So as a general rule, that's usually something that sort of puts you on the back burner for a while, but it might just have been such a major angle at the moment that they didn't want to, since they already made the plan, they didn't want to switch it up. So, but. I guess there's there's still ways around that. They still could just, I guess suspend them for you know, a month or, or do a quote pocket semi suspension if they want. They could probably could do it that way where he doesn't actually get to wrestle and he's barely seen for like a month or something. There are ways to do that because it's not like uh, if you if you suspend somebody for the month, he doesn't necessarily have to defend the title every time within the next month. And plus the rules all that kind of always change. There's a you know. It, if you can't defend the belt, they strip you the title. Some people don't defend the belt for 90 days and they don't strip it. So you never know. This wrestling the rules kind of change whenever they feel like changing. So, so you have that. Uh, you, oh, you also had the return of John Cena. I forgot to mention that too. Uh, I would say, uh, generally, uh, they had the return of John Cena. That was a big thing. Uh, generally, I'm not a huge fan of Park Town guys. John Cena's still close enough. Is a wrestler where it's not that big a deal to me that, that he's coming back. Uh, so him being back and he didn't actually say much in the ring. He just, uh, he just did real, can't, you can't see anything. The, the fans were psyched for that. So that was cool. Uh, like I said, he's not like Goldberg where he is, was past his peak 20 years ago and they're still bringing him back. <laughs> so, uh, he hasn't wrestled. That much, I think he barely he barely did anything. I think at WrestleMania last year, so I think it's been about two years for him that he's had a significant ring reaction. So it's not like he's completely old and washed up and he can't move or anything. At least I hope. Uh, so with the various guys returning, you know, John Cena, I'm not going to complain nearly as much about that as I am about Goldberg. And I'm not even going to complain about that that much. I don't like it, but I'm not going to spend that much time complaining. Like I said, we've, we've had these conversations before. I don't need to reiterate them again. Goldberg can't work like literally at all. Like I said, that's, that's not even, you know, that's not even the, uh, in his prime can't wrestle sort of guy. He's literally, if he tries to lift somebody up, he might hurt himself. It's that bad. Uh, there were some complaints about the, uh, some technical difficulties during the show. Uh, I did not watch it live, so I watched the replay, what they call the replay or the on-demand version of it, so I didn't have the same problems. And, uh, yeah, there was some flipping off of people that they edited out a little, uh, to a degree, it seemed like. Uh, so I guess there were people complaining about that, but luckily I didn't have that problem. But overall, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a show at A minus. Like I said, this is I can't remember the last time I've given a WWE show at A minus. Uh, so 
Hot Dogs with WWE. Hopefully, they can maintain this momentum. I have not watched Raw yet, even though it is, it is now already aired. I have not watched it yet, so uh, I can't tell you if they were able to maintain the uh, momentum yet. But you know, I'll find you'll find out soon enough, probably through my social media accounts. So anyway, that was a great show, and hopefully, WWE can continue to maintain momentum and they continue doing a great job. Although, you know, recent history tells me that they might not do that. <laughs> but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful and I'm going to try to stay hopeful. Anyway, now we'll get into the problem uh, portion of the show since we did the wrestling part. Uh, we had a rugby tournament. Uh, we played Pickfest Tens. Had a great time playing that. Uh, I actually did the thing where uh, I actually played for I actually played in two tournaments simultaneously. Because uh, my team, the uh, New Orleans Indiana Reapers, we entered. Uh, and, uh, and if you're familiar with rugby at all, obviously, you know, rugby is usually an 80 minute game, split into 40 minute halves and a two minute half. And you play one game per day usually. But when they're in a tournament setting where there'd be tens, tens tournaments, you play usually two 10 minute halves and you'll play three or four games in full play and they maybe have a playoff if you advance. If you play sevens, you'll play two seven minute halves with a couple minutes in between for, uh, for a break. And the same thing, you'll probably play three or four games and maybe if you make the playoffs, you might play another, you know, game or two. But I did the thing where uh, there was actually an old boys tournament there too. So basically anybody 35 and over. Uh, there was a team that uh, requested help, so I went to go play their game, and then they didn't really have a need for me, so I ended up <laughs> I ended up playing for their opponent. In rugby, uh, something's called whoring. Yes, and I'm not making that up. That's actually what it's called. So I ended up whoring for the, a different team in that same tournament, so I ended up – and sometimes you might just whore for a game or two. I ended up whoring for all three of their games, so for all intents and purposes, I was one of their players. Matter of fact, I played – I believe I played 70 minutes in the tournament. I played 10 minutes, uh, which is basically a half in each of all three of our regular games for my team, the uh, Indiana Reapers. And I played uh, this because I played the second half of first of our first game, the second half of our second game, and I played the first probably seven minutes of our first half, and then maybe the last three of the second half or something like that. Because I actually scored in our third game, and then after that I came out immediately because I was pretty much uh, close to gas. And normally, you know, rugby getting gas, you just sort of rest, recover, rest, recover. But when you play uh, tens or sevens, you don't have the same process because the kickoff is quicker and you got to kick quicker. So, and it's rolling subs as opposed to regular rugby. Regular rugby, you get seven subs for the whole game, literally the whole game, with. Very, very limited steps. If somebody bleeding, they can come out for 10 minutes to stop the blood if they want. If you get a head injury, you can have that accept for 10 minutes. But for the most part, you get seven minutes. You're playing Iron Man the whole time. And uh, sevens and tens, normally you get rolling subs, usually. So since I was, you know, gas after that score, because basically had a long run to support, get up, pick up, score, came out. So I was like, okay. So I ended up playing roughly 30 minutes for our team. Uh, I played uh, for the Oshkosh uh, Old Boys. Uh, so I played, ended up playing 40 minutes for them because I played the second half of them, their first game, second half of them, third game. And then I played the whole 20 minutes for their last game. So that was not expected. Normally when you're horn, you're expecting, okay, you're just going to sub and pump the bench. I ended up playing their whole game for the third game. So they did give me a lovely parting gift, but since it might not be, you know, legal everywhere you uh 
<laughs> might be listening. I'm not going to say what the gift was. <laughs> of course, I don't use I don't use such things that you know aren't legal. But I figured, you know, it would be rude to turn it down. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, overall, like I said, the rugby was fun. I was a little bit tired. I was a little bit sore because you know, seventy minutes of like Tim's rugby is. Much harder than any minutes of regular rugby, just due to the fact that the way the nature of the game is so much more running, so much more spinning, there's less players. So it's, it's a rough experience. But I, I, you know, I was decent at first, but I only got like three hours of sleep the night before because I think I finally fell asleep at like three or four. We had to get up at like seven ish uh, to get ready to get to the pitch and get warmed up because. Unfortunately, rugby tournaments don't usually start at like eight in the morning. But since it was all day tournament, we started. I think we, I think our first kickoff was like eight twenty-five or so, yeah, which is way early for rugby. Rugby's normally played at one p.m. on a Saturday, or even if it's a tournament, usually usually don't start till about ten. It was it was rough. By the way, I was like, okay, uh, I watched uh, our team. Some our, some our players, some our female uh, club members or team ended up pouring for a team that made the playoffs. Uh, after they played their game, so I watched most of their first game, and then they advanced. So I watched the first half, I think, of their second game. And at that point, I was like, I need to get a nap. I only had three hours of sleep. I played 70 minutes of rugby in 80-something degree heat. I'm like, okay, I'll just go, I'll just go back to the campground because I'm camped out. I'll go back and uh, get a nap in. That was a huge mistake. Uh Usually sleeping in a tent's not that bad at nighttime because it's dark and it's usually not that hot, you know, because usually even if it's like 80 during the day, it'll at least be, you know, 70s or, you know, something in the day. Problem is, I went back to, went back to my tent, it was around 4.30 or so. So it was burning up in my tent. So I'm trying to take a nap there, laying there, and I'm just sweating, sweating, sweating. And, you know, obviously knowing I played all that rugby, I know I had to keep hydrated, so I tried to keep hydrated as best I could, but... In the tent, you know, I really was not, you know, doing it as well. And really, I was not motivated to do it. I was hot, burning up, sweating. Eventually, I'm like, crap, I need to get out of this tent because this is not going to work for me. And my legs cramped up so bad I could barely stand. I mean, literally, I could not stand up. And I was in so much pain. <laughs> and there was nobody else at the, at the camp there to help because everybody was still at the field watching the game, partying and whatnot. So finally, I think after about 30 to 30 minutes or so, I finally was able to pull myself up after having been in the tent for like two hours or so. Finally, got up, had to, you know, use my roller and get the knots out of my muscles and stuff. And I finally I was like, well, I can get in my car. Only thing that sucked, though, I was in my personal car. My pers- I have a work car, company car, and I have my own car. My own car doesn't have air because the air broke. And I figured, since I don't drive my own car enough, in the summer that makes it more me more me pain for the air conditioner to repair, I never repaired air conditioning. So that was kind of a mistake at this point. This was a, this was a one occasion where I really needed the air conditioning. So I just ended up, you know, sitting in my uh, I opened up my trunk, I sat on my bumper. That was better than sitting in a hot ass tent. Still was not great though. So but at least I was able to, you know, raise the raise the trunk up and you know get out of the direct sun. It was better than being in the tent. It was still rough though. So finally, I was like, I was able to get just a little bit of more liquid in me, and I was able to get it, you know, to the point where my legs were only periodically cramping up. Basically, I sat in the car and 
And finally, after maybe, I think it was like maybe three, probably about four hours after I finally got back to the camp, the sun was almost down, so it was much cooler. I still didn't really feel like doing shit at that point. But at least I was able to, you know, I was much in a much better situation. I wasn't dripping sweat constantly. So I still didn't feel like doing anything. And the rest of the club and the team was partying. We were supposed to do this, we were supposed to do this big wrestling event. Yes, me, the big wrestling uh, podcast host. I was supposed to have a costume. Everybody had costumes. I ended up not putting my costume on because I just could not move. My legs hurt so bad from the cramping and whatnot. So, you know, we did, we did have a nice crap. I will uh, tweet out some pictures for that if you want to see those on my King Day Wayne uh, Twitter account. Uh, but overall, uh, I just could do nothing. Everybody else doing their wrestling stuff and partying and stuff. I'm just sitting in my car in the front seat because I couldn't get back in the tent. And I felt like if I laid down, I might not be able to get back up. At least from a sitting position, it's still hard to get up, but I can do it much easier in a leaning position. Finally, 11 o'clock hit. And then I began to vomit. So I vomited probably three or four times. Maybe. And really, I couldn't eat any solid food at that point. But at least after I vomited, I was able to at least able to, it felt slightly better. So I probably went to the gas station, got some Gatorades. Still couldn't, you know, eat at that point. Got a little bit of Gatorade in me, so at least the cramping got up a little bit better. Literally just sat in my car listening to podcasts about murders and serial killers. That's what I did for the next probably three or four hours after that, after I came back from the gas station. I mean, you know, filled my car up with gas. Finally woke up again, seven, still very tired, back to sleep. Finally got up a good for nine. Vomited a couple more times. <laughs> and at that point, at least, you know, like I said, my legs were still kind of sore, but at least I was somewhat functional. I was still cramping periodically, but way less frequently, but at that point, I still had to drive for like five hours, so picked up my tent, got all my supplies in my car, drove from Oshkosh to Kenosha, and then I realized I'm falling asleep. I'm like, I'm going to die in a crash if I don't take a nap, so ended up going to a Dairy Queen in Kenosha, Wisconsin, took a nap for about 30, 45 minutes, got back on the road. Hit that Chicago traffic. That was painting me ass again. So another two and a half, three hours, I finally made it home. Came home. Was so happy to be back in air con- my air-conditioned house. I didn't even bother going upstairs. I went to my guest bedroom. I just took a shower so I could cool off a little bit, hose myself off from all the rugby dirt and ickiness and whatnot. Hopped into the bed, laid there for hours, And finally, that was the first time after I woke up from that, you know, two hours later, that was the first time I felt good. <laughs> Since we're well into the rugby stuff, I ended up not eating a solid food until Sunday night. So literally, I don't think I had solid food for about 36 hours. Nothing but Gatorade and a very, very small amount of water. So I guess every year I need to have some sort of near-death experience, although this is probably less near-death and more just near ripping of muscles. I don't, I, honestly, I there was only, there was no point, honestly, where I felt like I was going to die. I didn't think I was going to pass out at one point. At one point, when I was sitting on a bumper in my trunk, I was tired, but I knew I couldn't lay down. Because <laughs> I knew if I laid down, I would have a very hard time getting up with the way my muscles hurt. So I literally felt myself passing out from a seated position. And then I think I hit my head, and then I hit my head on the trunk just a little bit, and it woke me up. And I was like, I'll go sit in the car now. But overall, 
very, very rough experience. The rugby was fun, you know, had fun with my fellow club members and whatnot, but I do not recommend uh, Kevin. Uh, to quote the great Alonzo Bolton, comedian, he's like, why would I want to go camping? I want to work hard all year to pretend, to pretend I'm homeless. It is basically just homeless cosplay. Uh, there's literally nothing I can do camping that wouldn't be better be done inside. You know? Or if I just want to be outside for a little while, I can just, like, you know, go to my house and then go in my backyard or go to a park or something, you know. You know, I prefer to have a bed and air conditioning and heat where I can regulate it very, very easily. Those things are much better. So we do have Horror Fest coming up as an extra tournament where you literally do nothing but horror. And by that, I mean, you know, rugby. They just random, pretty much randomly assign teams to that. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I'm leaning towards not going, but I still may go in. Unfortunately, if you do that, they are literally for that. It's not just our team camping. Like, literally every team pretty much is camping for that. So I'm kind of decided if I want to go. I do know if I do go, I, I am taking my January with me. I didn't take my January with me this time. I didn't really feel that there would be a need for it because, you know, I, I do have, you know, various battery packs so I can charge my phone and stuff like that. Plus, I have my car, so if I need to, you know, charge my phone, I figured that, I figured that would be the main thing I would need to make sure that I had, like, communication devices and whatnot. Uh, but, no, this time, if I ever go camping again, I'm definitely taking my generator with me. Uh, although, technically, I, take, I can't take an air conditioner yet. I still would at least be able to would be able to power a box fan. So, that would, I figure if, that would probably be enough to at least mitigate the difference. So. Anyway, that was this week's problem. Don't go camping. Like I said, we have houses are great. Indoors are great. The outdoors are overrated. <laughs> Hell, if I could play rugby indoors, I have played rugby indoors in a dome. It's Sparta Dome in Crown Point, Indiana. That was our home field for like the season one year. <laughs> and we were having issues with our field because we were doing some rebuilding stuff. So, uh, I would much prefer to do stuff inside. I know that's blasphemy to a lot of people, but I don't care. Indoors is better. Anyway, I did mention that I did have an announcement to make. Uh, uh, I do say I've had a good time doing uh, wrestling with problems prior to that, VLC Wrestling Nation. Uh, but maintaining a weekly schedule for me and trying to keep the quality up and trying to you know, promote the show and manage the show and do this in a professional manner has been kind of rough on me the last few weeks. Like I said, literally I have commitments, not only from my day job, but from my other uh, ventures, stand-up, uh, improv, uh, rugby. I have way too much to do. I have some kind of commitment after work some days of the week, every day, Monday through Thursday. Not to mention the performing and playing and stuff that I do on the weekend and sometimes even during the week. So, uh it's a little bit too much for me at this point, so I've decided to uh, walk away from the wrestling with problems as a weekly show. Uh, I will continue talking wrestling online, and I might still post, I will probably still post, you know, uh, videos about my opinions and stuff, but just doing it on a regular schedule every week at the exact same time with so much for me, so I can't do it anymore. So I do apologize if you're the uh, one of our long-term fans here. But you still can check me out on, at King David Lane on Twitter or King David Lane most of the major social platforms as well as King David Comedy most social media platforms. I do thank Brady and Bruce and you know, all the people I've associated with the network for uh, years. Uh, my other various co-hosts, uh, Eric, uh, Nanny, uh, thanks, uh, Brady also, thanks for hosting the show with me. Uh, Bruce, uh, Brian, as well as uh, Chris. 
but it's like I said, it's trying to keep the quality up and do it at the same time every week. And I noticed the last few weeks, I might one day, one week I might record it at five, another week I might record it at eleven. And it's, it's a little bit rough. So thanks everybody uh, who supported the show for so long. And if you want to hear my opinions, like I said, hit me up on social media. Uh, like I said, I'm not retiring, so I'm not gonna say goodbye because I'm not gone. But I do want to say thank you, and I'll see you later. You've been listening to Rest More Problems. Thanks a lot. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.